This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. A very happy Saturday to everybody listening here on Joy 94.9. I'm Jodie and today I'm joined by Greg and Mark. Today is my last show on Detours, mm. which I'm very sad about and very excited about. Excited because it's the beginning of a new chapter and sad because it's been over 16 years of uh, fabulous, fabulous Saturdays on an amazing station of gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual and intersex people who are very kind and welcoming. And you know, Jodie, we know where you live, we know where you work. <laughs> and I think from time to time we might have you back with your amazing adventures around the world that you do anyway. Oh, thank you. Well, I'd love to come back as a special guest if you'll avail me that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I think we've all walked into the studio today with heavy heart, but we're excited for you and your history and your contribution is phenomenal. And I don't think there's anybody who's listening today that would not think anything different. And thank you so much for everything you've done. And oh, men- mentorship, you know, um, I, I reflect personally um, my style of interview, my radio um, has been influenced by you. So um, it endures in me and I'm sure with all the listeners and, and many people we have as guests and returning guests. And we've had some amazing guests over the years. I was reflecting on that the other day. Uh, people who I've known as friends for many years and I've roped them into coming on the radio, family members, uh, right through to uh, MPs, uh, people who are travel writers, uh, right through to celebrities and uh, and, and, and of course, the, some of the most interesting interviews have been with Joy listeners who wanted to share their experiences of travel and adventure and their reflections. And uh, it, it's great. Well, and, and I, um, what I think is really exciting is as well that the legacy of Detours goes on with Greg and Mark, and there'll be some other guest presenters who will be coming in some soon. Some exciting names coming up shortly. Yeah, we've got some really interesting people who are about to unleash on the airwaves, and we're looking forward to them uh, joining us in the studio. Can I ask you a question first, Jodie? Maybe. Talk about the dim, dark days when Joy was run with a mouse on a wheel, and it was all very <laughs> organic and... Uh, um, Tell, tell the listeners today who hear this amazing quality broadcast, tell us about the first time you got involved in Joy, what it was like, and how much IKEA furniture was involved. Well, you know, uh, actually there wasn't a lot of IKEA furniture. I think it was given away by the op shop who didn't want it. Um, it, it um, the radio community radio always has interesting roots, and Joy, of course, was started by many passionate gays and lesbians who needed to have a voice for the diversity of our community and um, put in huge amounts of effort and time to get uh, a part-time licence and then to get a full-time licence, which we have now on Joy 94.9. And the station was in in uh, Coventry Street in South Melbourne, above the hardware shop, and it was an old office that had an accounting firm at the back. So we had this condensed, squishy space. And I remember, I think I did some shopping at the South Melbourne market. I had my little wheelie trolley, and I was confronted when I opened the door at the ground floor with the stairs which were so steep and I needed someone to help me get my trolley with my goods up the top. Uh, 
the times have changed. Times have changed. We've got a lift here in City Village at two two five Burke Street and great facilities. But I hear you're still a bag lady sitting down St Kilda <laughs> Road with swimming goggles in the middle of the day. <laughs> no, I just don't like carrying things. <laughs> um, so the station facilities were all donated and or, or you know offloaded from stations who were upgrading, and the compa- um, amazing passion of volunteers who put that all together to make it work still continues. I mean, Joy now has over three hundred volunteers who operate seven days a week, 24-7. And your first show was quite interesting. Tell us about your first Virgin broadcast on Joy Melbourne. I was invited by Andrew Bellnaves, who's a a listener and he's a friend on our Joy uh, Detours Facebook page as well. Andrew asked me as a friend in the tourism industry to come on board and do a program with him about travel. And he said, I don't want it to be like those commercial programs that's, you know, just about destinations and bed and breakfast. I want it to be about people's real stories. And we had a program at 11pm at night on a Monday night. I guess Paul Turdish, the station manager, probably thought no one was really listening, so it was a bit safe. Monday night at 11 is tucked into bed with well, a Horlicks. Yeah. Well, a then, good book. Then it, there weren't a lot of listeners, but uh, uh, we did the show and we had some great giveaways and people really loved it. And uh, they said we would love you to come into the prime time on Saturday, after Saturday magazine at 12 noon. And that's where we've been ever since. And the program's evolved, it's changed, we've had new presenters. And, uh, and that, now it's that, a surly teenager. That's correct. Yeah, and so what were your favourite shows during that entire period? What, what, are the, what are the highlights, what are the standouts that really, really engage you to the program? Oh, you mean of other people's shows? Yours, other people's, anything. Mm. Oh, I love my six- show, of course. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I particularly like Saturday Magazine, and I still do. I think the diversity of the range of guests they have is is really important, and uh, the issues they cover are really relevant. And uh, I think one of the other programs I always enjoyed was um, uh, the breakfast shows during the week uh, with Damien Nicholas. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, oh, look, there's heaps and heaps of programs that sometimes people just did a, a short stint. Others are, are sort of legends in their own lunchbox. Now, we've had a few messages. We've had Amber, whose message in. Amber was a program support person involved at Joy back in the South Melbourne days. She's now president of Win FM. So Amber's message in. Thank you. She says, happy last show, Jody. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Image and Lamport's also messaged in, wishing you the best for the, uh, the show today. Imogen says... Um, Imogen says, Jodie, your cheery voice will be missed. Any new projects you undertake, um, she'll enjoy as well. And uh, good luck to you. And also Brent, who was uh, part of uh, last week's show with the uh, the guys raising money for cancer. Brent, mm. thank you for messaging in. Oh, thanks. That's really delightful. Yeah, well, we're all a bit heavy heart in the studio today. It's The uh, impending departure of Jodie's cast a bit of a pall over us, but we have some fabulous guests who are going to cheer us up. We sure do. And, uh, of course, there's great things coming up at uh, after the show at 1 o'clock with Pete Dillon from Craving, so stay mm, tuned. The nudie foodie. That's correct. And if you've just tuned in, this is Detours. I'm Jodie, joined by Mark, and our special guests today in the studio are Mel and Anne. Now, Anne Hamilton, will start with you, if you don't mind, a legendary lady lesbian here at Joy who has dedicated volunteer work for many years and a life member. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Jodie. Now, what are some of your reflections of starting at Joy in your volunteer capacity? Well, can I start by saying I'm chuffed to be sitting here with you and sharing this last program. Um, I was an early adopter of the, the travel show when it was called Gay Away, and I just had to be available to listen to the radio 
12 o'clock every Saturday. So oh, thank so you. I am chuffed to be here. That's great to hear. Uh, the question was, how, what are your reflections of volunteering with joy? Mm, all good, all good. So there's probably a few dark patches uh, as there are in, in any experience. Uh, it's been 10 years now I've been a volunteer and being semi-retired, I'm here Fridays and Saturdays. That's my volunteer time and thoroughly enjoy it. It's the people that bring me back. The reason I came... Um, to pay something forward, to give something to the community because the community had given something to me, a strength that allowed me to come out eventually to my family and and move on and, and get stronger. So, And I stay because it's fun. It is fun. It is really, really fun. And you also had written a love letter. Yes. And a love letter was used of people's stories and, and, and desires and need to have a gay and lesbian radio station that at that point in time was 90.7 FM and it had a part-time licence shared with Muslim radio. And, and the Koori <laughs> station. And the Koori station. Yeah. So what, what made you write that letter of support? Well, when I found joy, as in I didn't know there was a gay and lesbian radio station, so I'm talking about, for me, uh, 96, 97, and... I just came across the the band by accident with a new radio and tuning in and I was just staggered because I lived in isolation. I I wasn't out to anybody. I just lived in in my own time um, and just went about my my life and my business in secret um, because I'd had um, a a woman um, partner in Sydney where I used to live and, and I moved to Melbourne and it was just me didn't know any other gay people, didn't know there was a, a, a newspaper, didn't know there was a radio station. So it just absolutely floored me. So listening, and that when as an aspirant broadcaster, it was only Saturdays and Sundays back then, I learnt heaps. So from the presenters, they energised me with information and with an inner strength because it's okay to be gay. So I stepped outside my comf- comfort zone. I rang the radio station and joined I rang the radio station to, to win a prize and um, presenters Kamina and JP who did a good country breakfast on Sundays a few years back now, I won a prize, a, a CD on their show and they said, oh, okay, there's this thing, we'll give you this, you know, we'd like to meet you and I thought, well, that's not too scary, that's okay and there was this function on and we'll meet you at this function. No, that was a bit scary so I'll come to our house and we'll take you down. So I met them. And the rest is history. I became a volunteer and, yeah, just love it. And, and I can go anywhere and not be hiding. You know, it's not a secret. Yeah. Well done. Well done. And I think it's particularly poignant we're talking with you today, Anne, uh, because I understand you recently celebrated your 60th birthday. <laughs> and this week is Seniors Week. Yes. And Joy have been, and I mean that with great friendship and and compassion and happiness because the gay and lesbian community uh, often is portrayed as being youthful and people who uh, and people come out at all different ages and even at the Joy AGM um, Laurie Cato-Smith who's a a new uh, Joy board member shared his experiences of of coming out later in life and has an adult daughter I mean we're we're all walks of life that's true and we welcome everyone from any walk of life yeah now, talking about your 60th birthday, part of the uh, your recent celebrations were to go on an overseas trip. And in the studio joining us today, we have your friend Mel, who you met on another trip. Now, Mel, you and Anne mm. crossed eyes across the room 
in a crowded bar somewhere, no? I think it was, where was it? It was Utah, I think it was, somewhere near there. And Anne was telling us about um, volunteering for a community radio station and what became apparent is that she volunteered at Joy Radio Station, which I knew about, and I was travelling with my parents and I started, it piqued my interest, of course, and so we became we became friends since then. Um, that was a trip around, or that was... Uh, oh, uh, eastern, eastern USA, I think. No, it was actually west. Oh, well, <laughs> western USA. Oh, small detail. The northern hemisphere, they North, threw everything yeah. out. Northwest Winter National Parks. Summer is. I think we met in Las, um, Las Vegas. We we um, we we met around there and checked out Bryce Canyon and and all of those. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic trip, and we bonded from them. And the idea was to do it again. With everyone involved. So you met in 2006 and then in 2012 you headed back to the US. That's right, and Canada, yep. Okay, very good. We always, because we got on so well, and there was another uh, chap, Stan, who lives in um, Ipswich, Queensland, he sort of attached himself to our, what's Mel and I, two lesbians, and Mel's parents, Bob and Marlene, and, and Stan attached himself to us. So he saw that we were doing interesting things. So he said, oh, can I come with you? <laughs> well, you, know, you know, parents have a tendency to do that because today here at Joy Melbourne 94.9, we have some other parents floating around the studio and the station here. We've got Mark's parents, Cheryl mm-hmm. and Jim, and my parents, <laughs> Rex and Maddie, who are here just hanging out. We had Brecky together, and they're in with Matt reading the news, hanging out here at Joy. I love it. <laughs> Now stay with us, we're going to be coming back in just a few moments and we'll hear more about Mel and Anne's adventures um, in the Northern Hemisphere. You're listening to Detours 94.9. Hi, I'm John Oliver, member number one. You're listening to Joy 94.9. was a beautiful track on Joy 94.9 and you're listening to Detours. I'm Jodie joined by Mark and Greg and that track was by my friend the chocolate cake I'll Be Alright. Well Jodie we're going to be alright but we're going to miss you terribly and Aww. we're not the only people. We've got a whole flurry of SMSs and uh, emails in to wish you all the best. Um, we've heard from uh, Chris Buckingham who says congratulations on a great run. You are the voice and I think that um, who's our friend? Johnny what's that middle-aged crooner called? The cleaning lady singer? What's it? Johnny? Farnham. Farnham. Johnny Farnham. <laughs> it's going to have an issue with that. Um, best Thanks, of luck jo- <laughs> Best of luck Jodie in your new uh, journey from Betty. Um, uh, Peter Stevenson is also uh, wrote a beautiful email in. Uh, Peter Stevenson is the president of Globe, and uh, he's written a beautiful message. We've also heard from... Um 
Uh, Andrew Belknaves, the Bell-Naves. Uh, Gateway host with you right at the start. Hello, Andrew, and Hello, it's Andrew. a pleasure that you're here with sharing Jody's space today. And well, thank if, you, Andrew, for introducing me to this fabulous medium of radio. <laughs> if you want to uh, uh, add your voice to, to, this, uh, to the program today, um, SMS 0427-JOY949, and that's... 0427 569 949 or email us at onair at joy.org.au Just as Zoe and Danae have done, uh, Jody, congrats and thanks for sustained awesomeness <laughs> in such great radio, safe travels and happy times. I'm oh. glad awesomeness is a sustainable product. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Um, and in the studio today we have Mel and Anne who are travel buddies who um, planned a trip after meeting in 2006 and then went again in 2012. Now, with the parents, with with Mel's parents and Stan from Queensland, who seemed to just tag along. Um, now, Mel, can you tell us how did you go about planning this trip? You've got two lesbians based here in Melbourne, your parents and then Stan. Obviously, everybody's got different needs. Obviously. Um, it was quite an interesting experience, actually. Um, I'd say that my mother and Anne would probably be the most diligent people in terms of planning and making sure that we had some stuff to do. So we took a while to find um, a tour that we wanted that was ba- that left from New York and came back to New York. And uh, we were interested in Canada and New York and the East Coast, I believe, the East Coast. I think I'm right there. (laughs) Um, And I was coming from Vancouver. I had some work in Vancouver. so, And I um, was heading over to – and I wanted to head and see New York. And so did everyone else, really. I think they'd all had varied experiences. So some had been there before. And my parents absolutely loved – New York when they went before. What was your first impression of New York City, especially being there with your parents? Because New York is a, uh, a town where a lot's going on and yeah. there's a lot for everybody. There is a lot for everybody. So tell us about your experiences when you landed in, um, in the to, Big Apple, the it was, Windy Apple. It was an interesting experience for me, really, because I come from Vancouver. Vancouver is um, very beautiful. Green pastures, water, um, fan- fantastically friendly, easygoing people. When My first impression of New York was... Um, actually, it was quite dirty. It was quite busy. It, I found it um, a little bit hard to get my to find my feet. But the thing I loved about New York that changed it for me was it was all about culture and it was all about fine. It was all about your needs being met no matter where you were coming from. So it was very easy for us to um, have a great time. Uh, with my parents who had limited mobility. Um, it was great. I had a friend who I met over there who was there for one night and we went to a couple of lesbian bars, which was wonderful in West Village. Um, and uh, there's plenty to do, but certainly the art culture there is, is amazing and mm. I don't think there's anything else. And Anne, what were some of your pr- um, impressions of New York? Was this the first time you'd been there? First time for me, yes. Um, <clears throat> my first thought was this this isn't pretty I thought it was untidy and I thought oh well what's this going to be like but as Mel said it's about the culture about the the people um the history of it um I was fascinated so yeah once you you sort of glaze over the untidiness um and that's apparently it's always been like that 
Um, so accept it for what it is and just go out and have a good time because there's so much to see and do. You're absolutely right. Well, Mark and I have been to New York, actually, yeah. and we, we met up there for a great holiday with Josephine, uh, a mutual friend of ours, and um, that was an amazing trip. We just walked and walked nonstop. Yeah, we mm. did. We were on Shank's Pony the entire time. We had a great time uh, exploring uh, bridges. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, coffee shops mm. and uh, up and down Manhattan, and uh, we went to the library. We did a lot of things that were free of charge and that's one of the mm. phenomenal things about a city like New York mm. and a city like London where a, a lot of the best things to do mm. are free and we all know the best things in life are free but when when you, you can do them in a city like New York or London or Paris or anything that's on a perfume bottle then it's all the better <laughs> yeah well catching the subway across to Brooklyn and mm. then walking across the bridge back to Manhattan was so fantastic loved it loved it if you've just joined the program this is Detours on Joy 94.9 I'm Jodie joined by Mark and Greg's floating around in the background you can jump on air anytime you like there Greg Miss it Jodie with you here but this, I can't get um, past these two beautiful women before we go to the next ad break I, I do want to ask Anne and Mel what brings you two together and what about your two travels have, have meant you've got this lasting friendship I mean how does how do you weld together as friends through travel oh um, I guess it just happens like um, as Mel said we met um, well we're on the same tour so you you get to meet everyone on the tour and sometimes you just have a connection with some that's better than others and Mel and I used to have really interesting chats we're just chatting and and as she said she, I, where do you work oh I don't work I volunteer and oh okay you must be lesbian you know you're thinking in the back of your mind well you must be as well so we just kept chatting and it you know and and our friendship on just got stronger um, and you then you you chat about things on a, a different level you might go deeper and, and chat about things that you wouldn't talk to, talk to a stranger about and and her parents so are just great people and I just got on equally with them and and Stan he's a pain sometimes but he's a nice bloke <laughs> Sorry if you're listening Stan no, he's, he's in Queensland he won't be listening but he has the inter- they have the internet in Queensland now. <laughs> It's well, true. And the interweb is everywhere. Does. He does. Well, he didn't have it before he met us. So when he went home from that first trip in 2006, he got a computer, the internet, and now he has a mobile phone. So wow, he's very dot com. Stand into the 21st century. Fantastic. <laughs> what about your thoughts, Mel? Yeah, I think for me it was very interesting. I mean, travelling with my parents, they wanted to see things, but they wanted to sort of go to bed and watch TV at 8 o'clock. So that first trip, meeting Anne, it was about meeting someone who also liked to explore cities, liked to explore places. And we developed our f- friendship, I think, through that. I think we um, went for nightly walks. We got up early. I, I don't remember getting much sleep on each of these holidays <laughs> at uh, all. I don't think that she rested and she led the way, I would say. I'm a bit lazier than she is. But um, An example of that, um, I dragged um, Stan and Mel up before dawn at the Grand Canyon <laughs> for sunrise. It's 4am, we were so walking we went with down, torches. We went down there with torches, pitch black, and sat there for half an hour waiting for the first breach of the sun over the, the rim of the... Mm. Oh, it's mm. fantastic. Mm. Well, you sort of got to get up early in the morning to, to seize that opportunity, don't mm. you? Yeah, like mm. snow. Uh, this is in Yellowstone National Park, you know, um, snowing in the middle of the night. If you're in bed, asleep... 
you don't see anything. So you you go out for a walk in the evening and it's snowing and it's like, it's magical. Mm. So it's, apart from the beautiful, unique silence that happens when snow falls, what, what else was about seeing snow in uh, Yellowstone in the middle of the night? Tell us about the whole experience because the crunch underfoot's one part, but there's got to be more. The fluffiness, I think, of the snow, the lightness. Oh, it's just... And it's, the wood, the wood of the um, chalet being um, covered with that light, white, fluffy snow. It was, it was sensational. And icicles hanging from mm. the edge of the building. Mm. And, and they have these round tables at the lodge at Yellowstone National Park and it's a perfect circle of mm. snow. <laughs> so what do you do? You write something in Yeah, it. you've got to mess it up. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if you see yellow snow, avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> if you've just joined It's Detours here on Joy 94.9, time now is 27 minutes to one. Uh, coming up after one, of course, is Pete Dillon with Cravings, lots of yummy food. Uh, we'll get him in a bit later and hear what's happening. Um, now, when we come back, we'll be talking about um, the Amish, because uh, I understand you, you went through Pennsylvania and explored that. Ice wine, I don't know what it is, but you're here soon. Stay with us on joy 30,000 hours of joy podcasts now at joy.org.au I thought I saw a man brought to life he was warm he came around like he was dignified he showed me what it was to cry well, you couldn't be that man I adore You don't seem to know, seem to care What your heart is for On Detours with Jody, her last show on Detours, a regular co-host, Mark and Greg. And that was uh, Torn, fantastic song by Natalie Imbruglio. Now, Jody, one thing we've done all the way through the history on Detours is to try and catch you out. It's very hard with your brilliant broadcasting, but have a listen to this. The Victoria Police Show Band, Rachel Berger. And the stop trying to make me laugh, both of you, <laughs> and all the joy favourites. A special guess and more. Such a consummate professional, it's very difficult to make a laugh, but when we do, it's actually very funny. <laughs> so, Jody Wilmer, your last show, and we've got Anne and Mel in the studio uh, talking about the wonderful travels they've had through through uh, North America, through Canada. But, Mark, we've had some more SMSs from people. Yeah, we've had a bunch. It's um, There's a lot going on. Harriet has just messaged in um, that she's uh, been listening for many years to so join 94, uh, 94.9. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and she wants to thank you very much. Uh, uh, she's saying, consistent images of a lady gentle in her exploration of GLBTI travellers. Good health and best wishes from Harriet. Oh, thank Beautiful. you, Beautiful. Um, we have... Uh, uh, Jodie's little sister's listening on her iPhone in Perth while she's doing the ironing. And a big hello to Libby in Perth. Um, Pete from Cravings is uh, is uh, sending his greetings. Uh, Sammy will miss your gorgeous voice. And uh, someone who didn't put their name on from South Yarra uh, said, The world is indeed an exciting place. We are blessed Australians to, to have the, travel the world. 
Wow, that's really, really kind. Thank and you, And they keep everyone. coming in thick and fast. So oh. well, maybe it's like you... a telethon. <laughs> we just need Bert Newton. Yeah, well, maybe if you want to make a donation or become a member, that would be great as well. Um, if you'd like to give some suggestions or ideas for future shows, I know that Greg and Mark would be delighted to hear from you. Absolutely. You can email detours at joy.org.au and you can become a friend of ours on Facebook at joy.org.au and follow through to Detours and then click the like because we like it when people like us. Talking about like, we've got two lovely likeable ladies here in the studio, uh, Anne and Mel, who met in 2006 and then went on a trip just recently in 2012. Now, the trip was to the US and Canada. We talked about New York, great things to do for all age groups and all interests. Let's head up north. Uh, Now, I'm interested to hear about your trip that went uh, up north through to Niagara, Pennsylvania and and that way. Who'd like to start? I'll I'll start. We, We headed sort of south to Philadelphia and then on to Washington the majestic nature of Washington and the Smithsonian just loved that area. And then um, up to Niagara, I'll just do a quick snapshot. So Niagara Falls, um, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Quebec City, Boston, back to New York. So that's, that's where we were heading. That's a huge loop. How did you get from place to place? Were you flying or were you driving? Bus. Bus. <laughs> yeah, it was a whirlwind. It was one or two nights in each city, so that's why there wasn't a lot of sleep. I would say just trying to was explore. Was that the only reason that, was, that there wasn't a lot of sleep? Yeah, you... yeah, that was the only reason, wasn't there? Yeah, that's the only reason. Um, well, if you sleep, you miss out. <laughs> if you snooze, you lose. Yeah. But we did go up from Washington through Pennsylvania, through through the Amish. Amish country, um, through Lancaster County, uh, um, and we were fortunate to arrive on a Sunday, and a Sunday is their church day, and so our bus, which was rather enormous, was driving through Lancaster County near Leola, um, and we could see them all coming back from their church, their church pres- um, day it was really, and what we learnt about is their church was um, held at different people's houses each each Sunday, and so you could see the family coming back on the on the horse and buggy. Um, we drove through, um, and we had a local guide who came and talked to us about. Um, the life of the Amish and he was explaining about I mean many people would know but they don't have a lot of outside influences they don't allow a lot of outside influences so one of the ways to identify an Amish house is to see that there's no electricity um, connections into the house and you'll see these big propane gas um, cylinders at the back basically and they'll use them for things like refrigeration and cooking cooking so what did you explore in the Amish diet uh, we were fortunate to have a, a meal that night cooked by the Amish, um, and it was basically meat and, and veg. That's what it was. But on the table, and I still don't know why, there's a bowl of peanut butter. <laughs> With the potatoes, <laughs> wasn't it? Well, on our table, nobody knew what it was for, so nobody touched it. An enormous bowl of peanut butter, not just a small one, an a- enormous one. for 50 people, mm. and every table had a bowl of peanut butter on. So maybe if you know the answer to that question and that mystery, you can email us on so here at joy.org.au. Please let us We've know. We've got to Google Wikipedia on that but one. <laughs> the highlight of that night, they had, this chef came in. Um, he wasn't Amish, but he came in to demonstrate these things called whoopie pies. 
Mm. The mine boggles. I think Mark might have sampled one by that. I mm. it had tried Whoopi Pie in Lancaster County. I'd tried it because it was. It felt in this environment of people who were rather conservative, uh, somewhat furtive to eat something called whoopie pie. <laughs> it just seemed like the naughtiest thing you could do in Lancaster County was eat a whoopie pie. It's basically sugar. Uh, <laughs> I think it's basically marshmallow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. form of marshmallow. They dragged two of the, the guys from our tour up to assist the chef make these whoopie pies, and then we were given them to eat, but... I just had a little taste and that was enough for me. Yeah, they're incredibly sweet. Mm. And I think it's one of the few uh, sweet foods they eat. They have a lot of preserves and they do everything mm. by hand. And the craftsmanship of every house or building you walked in was out of this world. Yes. And I've recently been watching a program on, on pay TV uh, called Meet the Amish about young people who do, uh, what do they call it, spring? Rumspringer. Rumspringer, which is a year away sort of to go and explore themselves and, and then make a decision if they really want to continue in, in the Amish faith or the Amish church. And uh, so it's an exchange, at the, and this program is with um, some uh, young British kids who um, host some Amish kids and then vice versa, and it's fascinating. Yeah, I think but we were also um, privy to seeing on the Sunday that the adolescents from each of the family have their own party, and it's I don't think it's supervised. I think it's there on their own, and, they, and that's when they start their courting process where they go and pick up their potential love interest and take them in the horse and buggy to this party that was a local party. Yeah, there's a chaperone oh, involved a chaperone. in that as well, sure. depending on their age. Yeah, my sister yeah. did that it recently was remarkable. in Perth. She she organised a blind date for me without telling me <laughs> in a cafe and uh, chaperoned me to that. <laughs> and I suggested she might like to go to the chemist and go and buy some things and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, because um, we were going through um, farm country, basically, at um, a remote part of Lancaster County, and they're all Amish, basically all Amish farms with some, and what they call English, the, the Americans or Australians or French, you're all called English because you're either Amish or you're English. So here's a whole string of farm, Amish farms. And the, the, the chap that had jumped on our coach to give us this personal Amish tour, he was English because it was Sunday. Normally the tour guide is Amish, but Sunday... They're not allowed to work, not allowed to do anything except go to church. And um, they bring food and all the people that went to that house for church, they all stay and and eat and the kids all play. And that's what we saw. It was fantastic. Mm. But one thing that stood out, because we asked a bazillion questions of this to a guy because we are fascinated. Of course. And he said, we're going slowly because it's not a highway and he said oh see that there it looks like a toilet like an outside toilet he said that's a telephone box and we think well hang on they don't have them so what they have often managers on their farms who are english and the phone is so that they can run their business because they have to exist and they have to feed their family and, and they have to trade their goods so you might have six farms share this one phone box furthest away from the farmhouses it's right up near the road on the border of one property and another and that's where the manager goes and makes calls for the for the farm business 
Now, here on Detours, we've got George listening in Melbourne. Hello, George. He's listening to Jody's last show. Uh, Nguyen Man Zui is listening all the way from Vietnam. Hello. His message on our Facebook. And also in uh, Malaysia, we have Chai listening in Malaysia. And Janine Doggett might not be able to get to the uh, the phone today because she's on a flight to New York. <laughs> but I know uh, Janine Doggett and Lucky Legs will be thinking of Jody. And they've been on the show and uh, been part of Jody's uh, 16 years here at Detours. Oh, that's kind. Thank you so much. Now, coming up at 1 o'clock here on Joy 94.9, we have Cravings with Pete Dillon, and he'll be joining us in just a few seconds as Hello. he makes his way in. Hello. I have a very heavy heart that this is your last show. Oh. It's not, not, not making me happy today. What will make us happy 1 o'clock? Um, a fusion of art and food. Uh, about a mob here from Indonesia as part of the Melbourne Festival who are, have fused art, dance, film and food carts uh, called Growback Party. And also um, a mural competition that happened at a restaurant in Richmond. We're talking about the winners of that competition. And a tequila company who have commissioned or have been given the opportunity to commission five street art um, images to be uh, done in Melbourne between now and February. Sounds great. So a very interesting program today. And I wish you all the best, Jodie. Thank you, The place will not be the same without your beautiful smile every Saturday. Thank you so much. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I've really enjoyed... But there's much more to go, Jodie. This show hasn't finished yet. That's right. Stay with us through till 1 o'clock when Cravings is on here on Detours with Joy 94.9. Australia's most amazing... Gay and lesbian radio station. Joy 94.9. Go on, have a little peek at this. Joy's new iPhone app, Joy 94.9. And you're listening to Joy 94.9. This is Detours, and I'm Jodie, joined by Mark and Greg. This is my last show for some time. I'm retiring, but uh, the show will go on and in the capable hands of both Mark and Greg and some new presenters to come uh, on board very, very soon. So coming up, uh, it is now uh, six minutes to one and our special guests in the studio are Mel and Anne talking about their trip to North America. That great track before was My Friend the Chocolate Cake. That's what it was. <laughs> Everybody's best friend, the chocolate cake. <laughs> That's right. Um, so um, let's let's fast track to um, you, you know the rest of your trip. Uh, what were some of the highlights in the north? Sure, of the US. Well, from then on, we went to a fabulous. We went to see the fabulous Niagara Falls. But what was particularly um, striking for me was going to a, a family-run winery nearby where they made a thing called ice wine, which was – it's really um, wine – it's really grapes that are frozen on the vine um, after they're ripened. Um, it's really hard for them to, to collect enough grapes to produce enough um, ice wine, and uh, they have to do it – pick it at a particular temperature as well. And fortunately, my travel guests weren't – too much into alcohol so it was a taste testing um so you had to taste everything mm, for everybody oh you're very brave it's very and i even (laughs) brought two bottles back with me in my suitcase which i traveled with um through planes through buses everything (laughs) it was fantastic and then what were some of your highlights of the rest of the trip um probably following the um after leaving toronto following the thousand island 
Parkway, which is following the route of the St Lawrence River, and literally there are a thousand islands. You're just you're driving along, not a highway, but a, a side road along the river, and there's just all these tiny islands. Some like five feet across, but some a hundred yards across, and people have got houses on them. They live. And they've got these little boats that go backwards and forwards. And that just went for miles and miles and miles and miles. So what else was on them? Was it trees or yeah, jetties? T- trees, yeah, jetties, because they had boats. Um, and they had, some of them had a swimming pool and they had their satellite thingy. So they just chose to live in the river. Is this a b- built-up area, the trees? No, the, it's, it's like, rather open. like we would consider it National Park. And then, because there's nothing on the mainland side, but on the riverside where the islands are, there's houses it was countryside we were driving yes so farming land and flat Uh, and forests forests Mm. yeah what kind of trees pine trees ah is that generic enough (laughs) (laughs) no but lots of green big fur with that lush flavor yeah no farming at all and then um i suppose the highlight for me was quebec city which is a walled city the Mm. old party is a wall and the french atmosphere and influence and it was just beautiful absolutely and the food was great Sounds Amazing. terrific. And you Thank have to you ride, so if you go there, that. you have to ride the funicular. Any spots that, uh, Mel and Anne, you'd like to settle down? Is there anything that connected where you'd say, I could live here? Um, when I first went to Canada, um, which was 97, I think, 96, 97, I said, I could live here. Hmm. Um, and Canada just has this different feel. It, it's like home, it's like Australia. So I'd have, if I chose to live somewhere, that would be the country I'd go to to live. But exactly where, you'd have to go back and have another go. I th- yeah, I think it'd be wonderful to live in Canada. It's a bit like Melbourne, easygoing and friendly and clean. And, um, and there's always sort of something to do outdoorsy, I think. It keeps you really engaged with your community. But I think New York, if you can live in New York and experience the life of New York, it's it, there's a buzz about New York that I don't think exists anywhere, really. That, that's true, but I miss the green. There's not many parks and um, they have these special parks just for dogs. Brilliant. And thank you so much for that wonderful trip uh, to Canada, United States, the Eastern Seaboard. Brilliant. We've got a quick question that's come in for Jody. If you could travel anywhere, budget unlimited, where would you go and why? Gosh, that's a tricky question. Where would I go? I would love to go to Scandinavia. And I've never been that far north. Uh, the furthest I've been is, is sort of Denmark. I'd love to do the Trans-Siberian Railway. Uh, oh, do I have to pick one? Um, like, who, this is a world tour, right, surely? <laughs> it's your, you've got no budget. You can do what you okay, want. Okay, I'd be going back to India most definitely, uh, through the Middle East. I do the Frankincense Trail. Um, yeah, that's a few of the... Oh, and Antarctica. If you'd like Jodie to come and knock on your door anywhere <laughs> around the world... <laughs> or detour, fund this trip. Detours at joy.org.au and we'll pass the suggestions on to her while she's laying back in her retirement on some beach somewhere. No, oh, well, I'm not really retiring as such from life, but um, thank you, Anne and, and Mel, for, for joining us today and thank you for, for this very special show being thank my last one. Thank you for, for inviting us. us. Oh, my pleasure. Now, it's really time to go. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening and thank Thanks for your great support. Um, Thanks for all the SMSs. We've got so many that we haven't had a chance to read. Yes, really? Has yeah, been? yeah oh, we've got some. Nice. So Peter and Douglas say bis bald. Oh, danke schön. <laughs>
And um, I'd like to also pay a special thanks to my family and my friends who've been very understanding about my commitment to joy over many, many years. And many Christmases. Many family events where I say, I can't come possibly because I've got the radio show to do. And um, I really appreciate their support and, and friendship and, and assistance. And of course, all the listeners and um, all the other fellow volunteers here. Um, it's been great. And keep listening. And I'll come back as a guest if you have me. Yeah, so three cheers for Jody Wilmer. Thanks, stay tuned. Oh, thanks so much. And stay tuned for the news coming up very shortly. And uh, have great trips. Take care. Real people, real topics. Joy 94.9. Hi, we're Aqua. We've been around the world and nothing gets us excited like detours on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.